And it's now time for the rural news with Monique Steele. Tinaki Monique. Dairy farmers are shocked at the huge tumble in dairy prices. Yes, dairy farmers are gritting their teeth as global dairy prices nosedive to a four and a half year low. Prices fell 7.4% to an average price of 2,875 US dollars a tonne overnight. The price of whole milk powder, which influences payouts for local farmers, fell a whopping 10.9%. NZX dairy analyst Alex Winning says Fonterra and its suppliers are already adjusting to expected lower returns, which will have wider impacts on the economy. The adjusted milk price has already kind of been factored into their spending. So a lot of farmers are definitely tightening their wallets. I'm hearing that there's going to be less milking, less feeding, less fertiliser, really bringing down those costs. Um, And that will have, you know, that flow on effect onto those businesses and where they spend their um, money as well. I mean, whole milk powder as a whole has declined 40.2% over the last six months. So that is really going to have flow-on effects on farmers. Federated Farmers Dairy Chairman Richard McIntyre says diving prices are weighing heavily on farmers' shoulders at the moment, with the latest drop higher than expected. He says farmers are spending only what's necessary in the short term, while all eyes turn to China. In terms of longer term, Obviously, we'll, we, we could see a further revision of the milk price if this continues, especially at this scale. But at the same time, it looks like Fonterra, with, with their milk price announcement a couple of weeks ago, factored in a reasonable sort of a drop before it flattens down and starts to lift again. We're all expecting to see um, whole milk powder inventories in China sort of starting to run down a bit. And obviously, their, um, their fresh milk that has been going into whole milk starting to slow down as fresh milk demand either ramps up or their production drops. He urged farmers to contact their local Rural Support Trust branch for any support or advice they might need. Meanwhile, Taranaki share farmer Hayden Goble agrees the drop has been a shock. He says a lot of farmers thought the bottom had been reached at the last auction. Mr Goble says there's still confidence for the longer term, but short term it's going to be hard. It's a busy time of the year to get all this bad news, but I suppose we have an opportunity to minimise our losses now at the start of the season instead of being most of the way through. You know, in previous years we might have had this drop halfway through the season, so you do have an opportunity. I don't think there'll be many farmers making money this year, so yeah, for young farmers, there'll be a few of them that, you know, haven't experienced this before, and it, it is bloody tough. Hayden Goble says he knew financially it would be a tough year, and he's already buying in cheaper supplementary feeds and culling underperforming cows. There's growing concern over poor grass covers on many North Island farms. They were looking exceptionally good leading into winter, but now farmers say grass has disappeared. Northland beef farmer Colin Hanna says in recent weeks it's melted before his eyes. He says many farmers are on a knife's edge. Many of the dairy farms I've spoken to have already used up their silage. So they're going in, in, into spring, cows are calving, and, and lower covers than they would like on um, beef farms. Um, most of the people that I've been talking to are also in that same situation, very low covers. In my own situation, I'm OK, but the feed quality that I've got is very poor. Nitrogen is probably the only option at the moment. Um, the helicopters are working around my area here and have been very, very busy because it's too wet to get a tractor on. And I've got paddocks on the farm that haven't seen a tractor for over a year. 
Colin Hanna says soil temperatures are still high and kaikuyu is sprouting on his farm, which he's never seen in August before. And it's similar in other North Island areas. Bay of Plenty is low on feed, King Country's grass covers are a bit short and Te Tairawhiri farmers are running out of feed. Waikato farmers have been battling soggy wet conditions for weeks and pastures have turned to mud. The region's Federated Farmers President Keith Holmes says conditions have dried out in the last week or so. In terms of the feed situation, it's pretty dire. Uh, most people are uh, scratching for feed or in a feed deficit and having to bring feed in in one form or another. And unfortunately, um, with the financial situation in, in all, all farming, but uh, particularly dairy farming, the will to pay for feed at this time of the year is not there. So a lot of people are um, doing a lot of um, side shifting and probably moving their animals too fast just to hope we get some good fine weather. In Manawatu to hill country, Tararua and Wairarapa, where the grass seasons turn from one of plenty to skint. Agricultural consultant Gary Massix says exceptional numbers of lambs are being carried by ewes, and despite plunging lamb prices, farmers have no choice but to helicopter fertiliser onto paddocks. The, the alternative is, is poor lamb survival, so we're actually doing that in some cases. Oh, the other thing the helicopters have been busy with is uh, pulling quad bikes out. You know, we always know we get we get the odd quad bike stuck in winter, but this winter there's been quite a few bikes stuck and, and those sort of things, which is just a, symptoms of continual wet weather. The only North Island region seeming to be flying a happier flag is Taranaki, which has fared well through winter. Fisheries New Zealand is seeking feedback on a proposed marine farm within the Coromandel Marine Farm Zone of the Inner Hauraki Gulf. It says people whose customary, recreational or commercial fishing may be infected, uh, affected by the proposal should make their views known. Susan Murray has more. Waikato Regional Council has granted a resource consent to farm kingfish in a 46-hectare area of the Coromandel Marine Farming Zone and to farm mussels including the catching of spat, sea cucumbers, sponges, kelp, algae and seaweed in a 15-hectare area. Fisheries New Zealand needs to approve the aquaculture plan before the coastal permit can start. It's seeking feedback from fishers as to whether the aquaculture farms would have undue adverse effect on their activities. The ministry can only consider how the proposed marine farm may affect the catching and harvesting of fish. Submissions close September the 12th. More than 700 people have made submissions on the government's review into the emissions trading scheme, including its permanent forest category. Earlier this year, the Climate Change Commissioner said the ETS, which allows people to earn and sell carbon credits, had made the country too reliant on planting trees, instead of actually reducing emissions. The government then reviewed the scheme. The Ministry for the Environment says the final analysis will also include feedback from Hui held around the country. It will be up to the government to decide on the next steps later this year and any proposed changes will be subject to further public consultation. A man with long-standing involvement in the dairy industry and extensive experience in rural sector governance roles has been named as the new chair of Seafood New Zealand. Northern dairy farmer Greg Gent starts in the role today. Seafood New Zealand oversees deep water and inshore wild capture fisheries. The seafood industry contributes $2 billion in export earnings annually and employs 16,500 people. 
And lastly, a Māori kiwi fruit growers group, which has just dipped its toes into the exporting scene, says its collaboration with Accessory could be a blueprint for other primary sector exporters. Māori kiwi fruit growers Incorporated has about 40 members and is partnering with exporter Accessory to send fruit to Hawaii. A shipment left last week. Chair Anadu Temu Temu says running a distinctive indigenous-backed marketing campaign, which they'll do from next year, will link well with Hawaiian locals and will be a new selling angle. We're really lucky to be working with um, Zespri, and it's probably an example where you know Māori and um, you know and a corporate like Zespri can both um, you know, kind of benefit for for our relationship, and um, there's some commercial benefits there. Uh, there as well, and maybe an exemplar for other New Zealand companies. Anaru Temu Temu says exporting fruit will broaden the grower group's income stream. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara te porongo o te taifinoa.